Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live each weeknight at midnight Eastern. And we talk about guns for about an hour or so. And it looks like I think everything's set up. We're screen sharing. we got a bunch of screens up here, and we're about to get started. It's Thursday. Each day we try to attempt to do something with the show so that we're not just wasting everybody's time. So on Thursdays, we typically would look at travel or training. And today we're going to look at the calendar because I need to do the calendar and I haven't been able to do it. So let's take a look. We've got a bunch of people joining us. We do this show live. We appreciate, we value the interactive nature of the internet. It's, in my experience, what makes some of the best stuff happen is the collaborations that begin online and are fostered by our technology that we got out there. So uh, using that technology, we've agreed with you. We've made an arrangement with YouTube to have this poll thing. A lot of people don't use this, but we like to use this poll every night. So we have a poll going for the people that are joining us live. So if you're listening to this at some time in the future, you'll, you'll be envious of the people that got to vote in this one. What is the best gun of... Why does it want to stay open? What is the best event in the gun community each year? And the options are 2A rallies, gun shows, shooting matches, or industry events. And right now, we got a tie for the top first place is 2A rallies and gun shows. Second place with an equal number of votes, shooting matches, industry. Oh, 2A rallies just took the lead. So feel free to participate in that poll tonight. All right, so let's um, dig in. Let's say hey to everybody who's joining us live. Uh, first off, Jacob Cochran, am I saying that right? Joined as a member of the channel. Appreciate that. Uh, people that join the channel or subscribe to what we're doing, uh, support with what we're doing with uh, usually a cup of coffee, something like that each month. 
and those bunch of cup of coffees every month accumulate and make it possible for us to do what we're doing. So we really do appreciate that. Thank you for jumping on the board. G23 was the first one out there tonight. Thanks for that. Throwing a thumbs out there. Using the, uh, you know, the mechanism of the YouTube platform to invite other people in to let people know uh, or let YouTube know what he appreciates. So I appreciate him mentioning that. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Oh, you can. Is there anyone I can be a channel member? You are a channel member because whatever here happened. Oh, okay. You guys were talking about it. I got it. I got it. Um, okay. So I don't know how that actually works. On mine, when you click on the thing, it just lets you super chat and stuff. So I appreciate you guys figuring that out, becoming a pay, uh, member of the channel. All right, so um, hopefully you'll enjoy other people's work too. You know, I can, I'm a member of a, or I subscribe to a bunch of channels. I think of it as invest in, in the stuff I'd like to see online, the stuff that I appreciate online. Okay, so I have a quiz going out there. Get everybody going while I took the puppy out. I always take the puppy out right before the show. And if I forget to do it before the show, then the show starts a little bit late. So I threw a question out there. Uh, what movie did I just watch? So I just watched a movie. I actually watched it yesterday, and I forgot to ask this question. But I put it in the notes yesterday. Um, what movie did I watch yesterday? Here's a hint. It had really cool 1980s night vision on, I'm adding more to the hint right now, on M16A2s. But, well, I don't remember if the guns were used. I don't think anything was used. So they were walking around. With them 16A2s with really cool night vision on them. I mean, not cool night vision anymore, but at the time the movie came out, oh man. So uh, G23 suggested Ghostbusters, and that is not it. All right, so everybody else, oh, let's see who else is out there. So we got uh, Woods jumping in from the Pacific Northwest. Keith jumping in as well. Greetings, Gizzard. Freshly returned from TriggerCon. Thanks for jumping in. Leo, welcome. And Triggerfish, good to see you. Snob, also currently or recently back from TriggerCon. G23 is saying rallies. Leo is saying gun shows, hands down. There's a big gun show coming. Wanamaker's on its way. Uh, right on. Thanks. And then, oh, Rambo, First Blood? No. I'm trying to think if they used it. They definitely used M16s in Rambo, though, right? Platoon, they definitely used M16s in Platoon. That would have been 1970s night vision. But it was the same kind of night vision. Black Hawk Down? No. Mm, older night vision than that. Night vision from Platoon, but it was in a movie from the 1980s. Oh, I thought you were saying Snoopy. I'm like, what? Why would I watch the movie Snoopy? And then I was like, wait a minute. Is there a movie Snoopy and I don't know about it? But I don't think there is. And I'll get on with it. So tonight we're going to be talking about the calendar. Why? Because, like I say, I don't have any interns to do this for me, so i got to go do the calendar once in a while. And if I don't do it on my own time, I get to do it in front of everybody because that's how I roll. All right, so first off, I was going to say over on the big channel, every once in a while, we will run a questionnaire, a poll, so to speak. 
And in the future, I posted these a long time ago. So in the future, I'll be able to put polls up that have pictures and stuff. But for now, the polls don't have any pictures because they didn't give us that option back in the day. But we did get fifth, five, five choices. And I put this poll out for a long time, two years now. Which of these two A organizations is doing the best this year, just in 2022? So not all time this year, who's doing the best? And then I say asking again, and then I put a link to this page where we put the results. So once again, everybody's voting for Gun Owners of America. Some people are voting for FPC, and then some people are voting for Second Amendment Foundation. Why do I do this? I don't have any way to congest all these people voting. All I'm doing is putting it out there to see what happens, right? So what we're looking at here on this graph is pretty much last year's results. The big one is Gun Owners America. I probably should have put it in blue. I didn't, I don't know why I did it this way. Uh, Second Amendment Foundation, I put in blue and you can barely see it. Uh, FPC is the yellow one in between them, hovering about many times more than SAF and about half of what GOA, but notice about half of what GOA was doing, FPC, and then NRA was on the board last year. So let's just take it back to here. FPC, right? Almost half, not really. Mm, mm, I guess it's quarter. All right, so just figured I'd throw that out there since that poll is out there also. And I had it open, and now I don't have to have it open anymore. Now we're going to go to guncalendars.com, one of the websites that we have up there. And let's see what we got going for October. Yeah, yeah, it's halfway through the month. The IRL, stuff happens, and this is when we get to do stuff. Oh, snap, Big Sandy is this weekend. So we got Big Sandy in there. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, Maine, the decriminalized hunting with a suppressor back in 2015. We like to mark occasions like that. Maine also has constitutional carry starting in 2015. They became the seventh state with constitutional carry. That's all happening tomorrow. Big Sandy, for people that don't know, is a giant machine gun shoot that happens here in Arizona. So literally right now, it is about nine o'clock in Arizona. Right now, about... Five hours north of me, it's pretty cool. Like there's a bunch of people shooting belt-fed stuff into the side of a hill that they own. And they bring people out. There's a lot of spectators and stuff. I can't afford to drive up there. It would be like 150 bucks in gas right now, maybe more. Um, doesn't cost nothing. I guess maybe it's 20 bucks or something. No, it doesn't cost anything. I think it costs something to spectate. It'll cost me like 25 bucks to be a spectator. But that's not in the cards, so I won't be going up there. But that's been going on now for, I guess I didn't write it down, but many, many years, many decades, in fact. Arkansas passes their constitutional carry in 2018. Anniversary is this Sunday. If Ghost is listening, you can all, during Gizzards' show, you can say, or no, sorry, that'll be on Monday. On Monday, you can all give uh, Ghost and... Who's with Ghost in Arkansas? There's somebody with Ghost. I can't remember. Is it Buck? Somebody's in Arkansas. And then we got Joyce Lee Malcolm. She's one of the ladies that got the Heller case kind of started and got the whole constitutional carry thing going back in the 90s. A, a writer, a researcher. Revolutionary War, Revolutionary War ends this week coming up. The Lamat revolver, that's the revolver with a shotgun in the center and the uh, revolver around it. That gets patented 
1856. So six years after Smith and Wesson invent the the first revolver using cartridges, they start that grape shot business with a oh let's put a shotgun in there. Essentially a judge. So that started six years after the after the revolver. Uh, the North American sporting goods wholesalers, kind of like Shot Show, but it's only three days long, and it happens in October. Uh, I think it moves a little bit, but you know, this time of year, uh, not too many people go to that. So if you're a content creator and you're looking for something where you want to scoop everybody on Shot Show, go to this thing. It's in Kansas City. If you're not scared to go there, then go to that. Um, it is where. It is where. What is it? Oh, I can't think of them. I'll think of them, and I'm not trying to think of them. But a couple of old YouTubers used to go to that, and they were pretty much the only one that went to it. Next week, well, right now, yesterday, wait, yesterday, today, no, today's Thursday, right now, except it's over, I think. Uh, Tony is doing a diversity shoot, and I guess I don't have that one in here. Oh, no, I put it up over here because this thing is thinking today's Friday. There we go. So today, Thursday, I should have started with, Tony Simon is doing a, a diversity shoot at the Gun for Hire range in New Jersey next in a week or so on the 26th. Tony will be doing another diversity shoot. That one is in New Jersey as well. That's when that North American Sporting Goods Wholesaler show is also. All right, then we get to November and... I don't know if I have November in here, but I'm really not going to go through and do the whole month. It would take too long, and I'm sick of doing that in these live things. So instead, what we'll do is we'll go up to the top of the thing here, and we'll just open that new window. And these are the firearm events that we can expect for the rest of the year. So it's already October. If you live in Ohio, you're in for a treat, but it already happened. That would have been the Ohio Cartridge Collector Show. I really wish I could get out to that one year. It's an entire show. There's more than this one, but that's an entire show where people just trade and buy and sell old ammo, collectible ammo. And uh, I don't know. I want to go see that. I think that would be super interesting. Uh, we had Blade Show. That happened last weekend also. That one was in Salt Lake City. TriggerCon, as previously mentioned, also happened last weekend. Uh, Gizzard and uh, Snob went to that one. Big Sandy is happening this weekend. That North American Sporting Goods Wholesaler we talked about. Now, on the November 11th, we've got the USCCA Concealed Carry Expo. So the United States Concealed Carry Association Concealed Carry Expo. You want to put concealed carry in there twice if you're super concealed carry-ish. Um, that's happening November 11th and th the 13th in Fort Worth. So... I don't know how many people in Texas might be going to that. But the same weekend over in Oklahoma, you got the Wanamaker gun show happening, and that's pretty cool. So that's the largest gun show in the world. Happens twice a year. It's happening November 12th and 13th. Let's see. The next thing would be uh, the SAR show, which is the largest gun show east-west of Tulsa. So there are big gun shows going east, and I haven't attended any of those yet. Well, wait, nope, I haven't attended any of those. I've been to some of their sh promoter shows, but not the big shows. So I have yet to attend the big shows back east. But 
SAR show, the Small Arms Review show, will be our big show in February, uh, in Phoenix, in December. Uh, and that'll be pretty much wrap up the year. Now there's a uh, pot of gold auction the week uh, after SAR show. It'll be the Tuesday after SAR show, December 5th. Uh, you might not want to miss that. That should be a good one. Let's see. Then we have SHOT Show coming up in Vegas. Uh, everybody loves SHOT Show. It's the best thing that happens to the gun community and the firearms industry and Second Amendment community. It's amazing. And then you've got the Antiques Arms Show, which also happens concurrently. So SHOT Show is technically the 17th through the 20th, but we all know it starts on the 16th with the media day at the range. But we all know it actually starts the day before that with the events that start off the week. And then we all know that it actually starts the day before that when all the truest, hardest of core show up to get ready. And we all know that it really, wink, wink, starts the day before that, when even the hardest of hardcores show up to get ready before the other folks even get ready. Uh, but then at SHOT Show ends on the 20th, that's when the antique arm show starts. And that's two days worth of an antiques gun show that is like literally the coolest antique gun show I've ever seen. It's the longest running gun show in Nevada, and every year they just decide to make up a new rule. Sometimes I'm able to take pictures, and sometimes I'm not. So the years that I have been able to take pictures, and I almost always go to it. Um, one year it was like in February for some reason, so I didn't go to it then. But uh, most of the years it's either the week before, it's almost always the weekend after. And like I say, sometimes they go, oh, you're media for SHOT Show? No problem. And other times they're like, you can't take pictures on a gun show. So I just... I discover when I get there what their attitude's going to be, but it is certainly an awesome gun show. I've had lots and lots of videos of the antique stuff, the miniatures, the collective collections that people bring just to show off. It's really cool. Authors show up at that show. It's definitely a real gun show, but it's only collectibles and antiques. So you're not going to find anything there that's like even World War II hardly. There's barely World War II stuff. It's all older than that. So it might not be the gun show for everybody. But there's also a giant knife builders, like a manu like a, a knife artisan show. So at the same show, it's a giant gun show in uh, it's in the Elvis Hilton. So it's in the Hilton where Elvis used to perform and hang out when Elvis was running Vegas. It's the Hilton that's off the strip a little bit over by the convention center, the real convention center. And uh, and it's in a pretty big venue. So they spread out and they have a knife show also where they have like people doing engravings and fancy stuff inlays like right there. Uh, they have tons of materials if you're into buying handle materials or blade stuff and sheaths, everything. They got it. It's awesome. There's, there's every type of knife, custom knives. I have gone there and this one guy just had milk crates full of TSA type of stuff. Lost and found knives. He knew what they were worth, but he really didn't care. So some of my coolest knives I got at this one gun show and i used all the money i had left to buy like the craziest cool knives that i never had had before like a, a switchblade from vietnam and stuff like just the coolest shit that was in his milk crates wish i would add more money man like that guy doesn't show up all the time but that was that was awesome anyhow so the antiques arm show is pretty cool a lot of people who really know what's going on stay around and do shot show for a lot longer than just shot show then we got February, so nobody waits around. You've got the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo starting right at the beginning of February. 
also right at the beginning of February for nine days is the Great American Outdoor Show. That started out in Pennsylvania, just minding its business, being the biggest, longest outdoor show. But then the NRA took it over. Oh, let's see. How did it go? Everybody got mad at AR-15s because, of course, they're the problem. So this show was like, oh, yeah, we hate AR-15s, too. And then everybody quit going to it, and it almost went out of business, literally. And then the NRA, NRA everybody hates the NRA, right? NRA was like, oh, we'll take it. And then they put it back together and made it into a show again. And now it's nine days long, and it's a, I don't know what it is. I think it's like I, every time I hear a different description of it, really. So it's, it's definitely bigger than a gun show. And it's kind of like a state fair, except there's, wait, are there animals? I don't know. It's huge, though. It's really big. And it's nine days long. So it's a whole different type of animal than anything else because the people that have to work it typically hate being there, from what I understand, because they have to work for nine days without a break, two weekends in a row, and the time in between without a break. And unless they live there, you know, away from their homes. So from what I understand, it's kind of an interesting event and if you go at the beginning it's different than going at the end for those reasons same time if you're a content creator pretty much anything we've talked about here is valuable so it's one of the reasons we talk about stuff but also if you're just into guns and stuff let's take a look over at uh something i've seen on instagram ever go to instagram look around so if we go to instagram actually am i going to see it because i've already looked at it eh, maybe it's right over here somewhere yeah look at this Colian Noir is saying that that elk hunt, though. Now, I'm pretty sure he just barely went on this elk hunt. So there he is on the elk hunt, remembering the elk hunt. A bunch of pictures, doing his thing, you know, da 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 do, doing his thing, do do do. And then you get down to wherever he went on the elk hunt, September 8th. I'm hurting in places I didn't know existed. Okay, he starts it off with, the elk hunt was definitely one for the books. I'm hurting in places I didn't know existed. We crawled through literal shit, sat on the side of a mountain, surrounded by flies, bees, wasps. Anyone who knows me, hate how much I hate those things. We hiked for miles in complete darkness up a mountain, 8,000 feet above sea level, with my heart beating out of my chest because I spent my entire life at sea level, only to swallow a bug. It was easily one of the most intense but awarding experiences i've gone through physically mentally and emotionally all right so everybody's been watching colian noir and obviously he's a big celebrity blah 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 but he's an indicator right he's like one of those flags you see downrange. it's an indicator of the way the wind's blowing so new gun owners come on board as adults and they grab a gun because they're scared or they want to be part of it or who cares why right they grab their first gun and then they look around and they go, oh, okay, now I understand guns. And then they start looking around and going, oh, look, people do other things. Okay, people are doing other things. All right, okay. And then they start doing other things. And now this dude went hunting for an elk, right? And now he's to the point where he's reminiscing a month and a half later about his elk hunt. So I just thought that was curious because you don't really, I don't think people take time to think about when they watch these feeds how people are developing on the other side of this thing. So he's an indicator, right? A visual indicator of what's to come. All these new gun owners grab their first gun. I mean, sure, some of them are going to be like, okay, I got my gun, I'm done. But a bunch of them are going to grab those guns, set them down, 
pick up something else, go to the gun shop and buy another thing, start doing other things, start doing more stuff. So anyway, getting more people into guns and stuff. That's what it's all about. Uh, let's see. So where I kind of got off rambling there. That'll happen. Uh, let's see. Leo saying, my son just woke up, got to go, stay safe. What well, would probably be here? I don't know how long that kid can stay awake, but we can go live longer than a little kid can stay awake, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see, am I missing anything else? Okay. Oh, I see. Some every some people are on the other channel. I don't make this easy for anybody. We broadcast on two different YouTube channels and Twitch, so feel free to join in for many of those. Uh, mainly because I felt like jumping on the big channel since we're talking about the calendar tonight. Oh, so Jacob's saying, I'm not an NRA fan. I went to a gun range in Memphis, and the only way you could use the range is if you're an NRA member. Oh, well, there's other ranges. You don't have to get mad at the NRA because of the decisions of a bunch of people at a range, but uh, I hear you. You can have whatever opinion you want. Uh, I don't have that same opinion of the NRA, though. I don't. Uh, it's not as easy as black and white. The NRA does a lot of stuff. For example, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Oh, wait a minute. They're, uh, they're the New York branch of the NRA. Huh. Maybe there's a reason people don't want to call it the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association decision, the winners of the decision. But I hear what you're saying. I don't care. I'm just saying the NRA bought this thing and put it back together. Um, let's see. Then we've got, and then I was getting off on hunting and stuff. So I was, I guess I was saying that, you know, people are going to get into guns and then they're going to start getting into other things. And that's why I'm putting these calendars out because hopefully, They'll see some of this other stuff and go, oh, let me see what that's all about. You know, they're going to go hunting and go, yeah, I like it, or, oh, I love it, right? Then they're going to go to a competition and go, oh, I love it, or, oh, I hate it. I don't care one way or the other. Then they're going to go to training, maybe. Some people just like training. Like, they really, really like training, and that's cool. There's a lot. I understand that 100%. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? People are going to start to explore. So, these new gun owners, are we anticipating? Are we preparing? Are we ready for the wave of whatever they do next, because whatever they do next, they're probably going to dig it. They're probably going to dig into it. So are we going to start seeing reloading equipment being scarce because some of them get into that? Are we going to see competition belts and rigs, holsters and that start getting to be difficult to acquire because so many people are going to get into wanting to practice with, you know, the fun of competition? I don't know. I don't know. So uh, let's see, we got the ambassador. So now we're flipping around to their side of the year, I guess, if I didn't mention. We're up into February at this point. There's also the Wild Turkey uh, Annual Convention that's coming up in, uh, well, in February next year in Nashville, I guess I was saying. And then we get to March. And the only thing I know of so far in March is the Ambassador Academy. And I don't know exactly when, but it's usually towards the end of the month. Ambassador Academy is in Florida. It takes place in Florida on some range down there that I, everybody likes. Watt, Watfa, W-O-F-T or something like that. And I have not been there. It is some sort of a facility, though, and it allows the ladies from the DC Project and I would say the professional shooters who are involved in the DC Project it seems like they're the cadre, like they're the instructors. And then people who are interested in learning how to be better brand ambassadors for the firearms industry or representatives for firearms in media 
or Second Amendment advocates, and I suspect also just more well-rounded firearms instructors, more aware firearms instructors, probably all appreciate what firearm or what the Ambassador Academy can do. Uh, Ambassador Academy is, I think, around three grand. So they're not kidding around, but they're also not kidding around. You get a lot out of it, and you get a skill set for people that are like on the professional track and doing it real. And you're getting it from real people like Dana Mueller and the people in the DC project that have already accomplished great things in with style. Like they don't just accomplish, but they do it like with class and the kind of class, I guess, style that you'd that is necessary for media and culture to understand there's a new face to gun owners. And uh, Ambassador Academy is a pretty big chunk of it. Obviously, with a $3,000 barrier to entry, it's not for everybody. So luckily, it's not the only thing on the calendar. The next thing we're going to see, actually, the next thing I forgot to put on here, dun, 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 but I can't help it. I didn't know about it until like three weeks, two weeks ago when they told me is the Virginia Citizens Defense League is coming up with their annual meeting. But here's the thing, spoiler alert, it's always the same week as SHOT Show. So they hate SHOT Show, obviously. So if you're a SHOT Show hater, then you should love the Virginia Citizens Defense League because they always do their annual meeting for some reason. Well, it's because of their legislature, I guess. But they do it pretty much right on top of SHOT Show. So pretty much if you live in Virginia, you either have to decide to hate your state and go to SHOT Show or hate the industry and isolate yourself in your state because of the state legislature does their stuff right at the same time as SHOT Show. Anyway, so that would have been on the list if I would have known it was there, if I was anticipating it being announced. But the next thing that's coming up in our calendar would, that's state level political would be the IGOL, the Illinois Gun Owners Legislative Day. And that happens each year in April. Uh, I think again, coinciding with some day. I don't know why. Um, I probably would if I thought about it for a minute. So these are state-level established annual meetings with representatives. So essentially what the DC project is doing for the last seven years, only these are the entire state-level, usually the rifle and pistol clubs, which were established in 1903 with the Militia Act, right? And then fostered and, and enhanced with the NRA, right? A non-government entity that took over and enhanced with the 1903 Militia Act, requested or mandated, I guess. I don't know what it, why you'd state that. So you've got these uh, state-level organizations that have established get-togethers. I'm trying to think of who else has one. I think Pens is Pennsylvania's related to their thing. I think it is because it's always on a Tuesday. Actually, there's a whole bunch. If we went to the top of this list uh, and went to 2A rallies and opened that one in the new window, uh, you get an idea of just how many 2A rallies there are by looking backwards. So if we go back to 2022, this is the amount of 2A rallies that we would have expected to see. A lot of them got canceled. About half of them got canceled because they were later in the year and all the chaos and everything. But this is how many happened last year already. And, uh, you know, we don't know what to anticipate next year. But... I guess we'll find out. So aside from the rallies that'll happen or might happen, those established legislative days are good to have on the list as well. So when I put this together, the visual we're looking at right now, which I guess I could make a lot larger. I don't know why I didn't just make it a lot larger before. 
Um, the visual we're looking at was prepared in May of last year, or this year, I should say. So that means we're going to wrap around and go back as if we were going further into May of 2023. Let's just go back to the top and act like this is May of next year. So a girl in a gun club is a large organization of female shooters and their cadre, their, their staff or their instructors get together. Oh man, I'm going to forget the number. It's either 400 or 600 strong. 600 let's say it's 400 400 ladies get together and those are the instructors of all the other ladies that are in the girl in a gun club and they learn how to shoot better how to be better instructors how to get along how to collaborate and how to be a second amendment activist like that's part of their agenda it's like part of the organization itself we're living in 2023 pretty soon in a different realm than we did before advocacy is is tied in with gun safety and awareness like it's just part of being a gun owner at the at these group levels next is the mingle which is an organized event that happens annually it's in georgia and it's put on by the complete combatant which is a couple who have been doing self-defense and um well self-defense training at all different kinds of levels and for all different kinds of disciplines for many years. And the mingle is an opportunity for ladies in the industry to get together. They all get invited to Georgia and they have a same kind of thing, an up training, a skill building development, an opportunity to meet each other and to hang out for a weekend with only stress is the induced stress of having training, but uh, to learn about the new skills and then do that in an environment where they're meeting and meeting new people and hanging out with people they already know, but it's all females and they're all in the industry. So now you're talking ladies that run gun shops and ladies that create things in manufacturing. You got media, of course, but then um, gun shops, I say that, and you know, just the industry aspect. So uh, instead of being girls that get together to go shooting or instead of being people who are representing brands or something, this is people maybe representing their own brand or maybe just uh, interested in attending this and putting in through the effort. So that's already two or three different up training, skill building, development things that include Second Amendment activism as part of their curriculum. Then you've got the train and learn. So these are all happening in May uh, of 2023. The train and learn event happens, well, at the end. So is that Labor Day? It's either Labor Day or Memorial Day. I can't remember. Holiday's good. But um, is that Memorial Day? I don't remember. But uh, KD brings together people who want to participate. So it's not people who are shooters or it's not people that are in the industry. There's no requirement other than you want to be there and you show up and you pay. And the threshold there is more like $350. It's insanely low. It's really no cost when you compare it to the $3,000 I don't know what going a gun costs. That might actually cost nothing, but at the same time, you're not invited. That's for the ladies who run the thing. It's an invite-only event. The mingle, I don't know if it costs anything, but again, you're not. You have to be invited to the mingle, and you have to be a girl in the industry. Train and learn. Anybody can go to, and a lot of people do go to it that are alumni, so they've been going for a while, and then new people show up. Uh, it's designed to not get huge. It'll only get to a certain size, and then it'll it'll be what it is. But it's a much easier opportunity to get together with people in the industry to enhance your abilities while teaching them what you have to offer. Very cool opportunity, very cool event. These are all happening 
mid beginning of the year after people get home from SHOT Show, which is super important, have time to relax and absorb everything that happened at SHOT Show, all the awesome, great things that happened at SHOT Show, and then they can start getting ready to build the rest of the year out. Then you get into June and you've got the uh, SIOPA, the South Southeast uh, Outdoor Press Association, an organization of outdoor writers that are trying to do their own thing and get a thing together to bring their members together with their media members and have a mingle. It's work in other places. They're a much smaller organization. Do I still have that open? Uh, in that thing that has the stuff with the graph or the things? I think SIOPA is in there. They're a tiny organization compared to the multi-million dollar organizations that fight for our rights and, and, and that kind of thing. Well, let's see. Blade Show, Atlanta. Yep. There's Wheeled. Uh, first weekend in June. Is that how it works? So thanks for that. It'll be the first weekend in June then, 2023. I'll have to go through and figure out what that is and slap it in there. But thanks for that heads up. I knew it was like that part of the year, but I didn't know it was attached to a weekend. So that's good to know. And one of the reasons I put the calendar out is so that, you know, we are aware of what the realms of the community is, but also kind of when these things are happening. So if somebody starts saying, hey, we're going to plan our event for blah, 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 go look at a calendar somewhere and find out if something else is already that weekend. Because if you're doing something on an established weekend, you're already fighting uphill. You do it on a weekend that nobody's using. Now you've got your, you know, you got more fertile ground, let's say. So Blade Show is a, uh, I don't know. Wield has been there. It's what, the size of like a large auditorium or something? I don't think it's super huge. It's like a medium-sized gun show from what I've been told. But it's all the manufacturers, the custom manufacturers, the big-time manufacturers and producers, and then everybody who's an enthusiast on knives that wants to participate. So it's effectively a tiny shot show for knives or a medium-sized shot. Well, it's a tiny shot show because shot show is massive. But it's a medium-sized gun show that's focused only on knives, but it's bringing the industry together. Now it's in Atlanta and I think it's in the same place every time I've never been. I've wanted to go since 2012, but I've just never, it's too far and I don't have that kind of money. And it's knives, you know what I'm saying? I would like to go though, but uh, there's lots of other things to see in Atlanta. There's lots of other things, but uh, it was so big of a deal that they had to do two more. So there's gonna be two more blade shows. We already talked about the one that just happened when we first started this whole thing. We were talking about the blade show that happened in Utah in Salt Lake City. Uh, I think there's another one. I just didn't write it in here, but there's a third blade show somewhere else. California, maybe? I don't know. Anyhow, so blade show thing, we're putting it in here because a lot of people like guns, like, like blades, but also it's a thing to do. Uh, let's see. Then, also in June, gun prom. So that is a fancy get-together a fancy dress, formal get-together for gun people. And they do this in a couple of different counties in Southern California. Um, I think the idea is novel, and I don't think you should have to do it in California. I think it should be able to franchise to wherever. Um, you know, get classy every once in a while. Let's see, around that same time, you're gonna have the Oklahoma full auto shoot. So we mentioned the Big Sandy that's happening this weekend here in Arizona. I mean, Big Sandy's the best, I'm just saying. but. The problem with Big Sandy is regular people can't do it because it's in the middle of the desert and there's no hotels or roads, really. You have to get there on dirt roads and your vehicle has to be able to get through the dirt roads to get there. And that's not a given because it's kind of random. You have to kind of know the desert, but 
desert can sometimes be hard pack and sometimes it can be fluffy and sometimes it can be wet and sometimes it can be muddy. You know, it just depends on the humidity and the, I don't know, how the desert feels like being. But uh, the road isn't necessarily easy to get to for Big Sandy. And it's also up and down. Like you have to know how to drive up and down in the desert and not fall off to the sandy roads and stuff, which may be a little challenge for somebody who's renting a car in Phoenix and trying it for the first time. Although I know people from other countries who've done that, so it's not impossible. Um, the OFAS, the Oklahoma Full Auto and Trade Show, is shoot and trade show, is much easier to get to. So you can just take a regular car to it, and it's outside of Tulsa. You got legally armed in Detroit. Uh, Rick Ector does an event where he brings a bunch of instructors to Detroit. And for two days towards the end of July, he'll bring as many ladies as he can to get an introduction in orientarian, an orientation and an opportunity, like a familiarization. Well, an, uh, like whatever, an opportunity to shoot firearms. I think he calls it training, like abbreviated training. So there is some, it's not just like, hey, you want to see a gun? It's like. Here's how a gun is used, and here's how it's used for self-defense. And if you want to know more, there's definitely more to learn. I, I suspect it's something like that. But he brings together a bunch of instructors to, to achieve this. It's He's accomplished it for many, many years. So it's a process that he's developed, and he's able to follow through on over and over. He brings more and more instructors to the mix. And if you pay attention to what the instructors are talking about before and after, you find that he's inspiring, motivating, and empowering other instructors that he brings to participate in his event. He allows them to take it and effectively franchise it to other parts, you know, to give more people uh, that experience in, in a group environment, right? Like Tony does the diversity shoots. Tony Simon does the diversity shoots. That's something that even if you got a friend, you have to want to go to that. You have to decide you're going to go to a small event at a gun shop with people you don't know and you're going to be outnumbered. That's a little different environment for someone who's timid or you know, apprehensive about this whole thing compared to what Rick's offering. Bring as many girlfriends as you want. It's all girls. We've got instructors who are familiar. going to leave you alone and just let you do your thing safely and have the experience. And then no pressure, no obligation. So Rick really is doing awesome stuff over there. People will talk about it the week of it. You know, they'll talk about it a couple of weeks before. Let's let's uh, normalize talking about everybody's stuff all the time, whenever we can, right? Uh, 4-H, I am proud to say, you know, when we do the gun website's logo, people are like, what the hell do you do that logo for? There's three people in that logo because a bunch of us are gun websites. I can't do this alone. So there's a bunch of people that make it possible for us to do what we do. And I don't have a kid, but some of them do. And one of them little kids went to go shoot archery and started shooting shotgun in 4-H. So that's happening. So now we're going to talk about 4-H a lot more than we used to, but we used to talk about it still. So 4-H, from what I understand, is sort of like scouts except different. And it's for girls, which I guess scouts is now. But... Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how it works. I'm going to learn more about it. But what happens is they go do their thing locally, and then I think they do their thing regionally, and then they might do their thing, I don't know, regionally. I don't know how it works. And then they do their thing nationally. Uh, so the championships that happen nationally happen in Nebraska, 
and they happen in July. So, uh, or they kind of wrap around, I think, from June until July. One of the few things that happens, except for Rick's event in the middle of the year, when you get through the heat of the middle of the year and nobody wanting to do anything, you'll start to get some other events trickling in. The first is typically the, uh, what's it called, USCCA is somewhere in here. For whatever reason, they, maybe because they used to do it in Minnesota. Who cares? It never gets hot in Minnesota. But uh, once they started doing it in Texas, they probably figured out doing it in August in Texas ain't the smartest thing to do. So Amcon does theirs in Texas in September. Then they've got, well, whenever they do it in Texas, I guess, Amcon will happen sometime usually in September. Gun Rights Policy Conference also will happen sometime in September, usually late September. However, Gun Rights Policy Conference will intentionally rotate, or at least they suggest that they're going to intentionally change the location of the organ of the event, uh, flip-flopping between gun-friendly and gun-unfriendly states or cities each time, intentionally, so that people are uh, required, if you want to attend, to experience the places where you can't carry, for example. Additionally, people can get to a place where you can carry every once in a while. Uh, so that's a pretty neat event. Uh, hopefully see it continue to flourish. Next year it'll be its 38th event, if I'm doing my math right. And that brings us back to where we are right now. So essentially, that's the year. And what I'll do at some point, usually during somebody like Gizzard's thing, um, uh, usually during one of Gizzards' long chats, is I'll go through and take this information and fill it up, update it. I got a bunch of spreadsheets and things. I'll make sure that uh, when this thing is actually on the correct date and not on January for some reason, oh, I guess we were looking at chat show. But when it's on the correct date, I'll go through and, and figure out which ones are missing, update it, you know, keep the things current. And the idea there is that uh, guncalendars.com is available for anybody that wants. There's no ads, as you can see. All there is is these filtered things. If you want to find out all the history of the 1911 that we got in here, there you go. If you want all the history of something, do we have a word bubble? No, I guess we don't. But if you want all the you know military stuff, if you want all the major U.S. gun shows, you know, I got all this stuff filtered, but otherwise... Uh, you can just go into main gun calendars right to the main part of the website, and there's just a calendar there. Look at whatever you want. Uh, if you want to search for something, guess what? We have a search box also. So the idea there is that uh, we create resources so that people can find what they might be looking for in a conversation, doing some kind of research or some kind of presentation. I'll give you a place to find, hopefully quickly and easily, the information you might need to be a better activist, be a better communicator, uh, just be more comfortable in your skin as somebody who's defending uh, right that's protected by what our Second Amendment says. All right, so while we wrap it up here, I'll say goodbye to everybody and see if I'm missing any questions or anything. I'll take a quick look at the poll over here. We've got, the question was, best event in the gun community each year? And the options were two-way rallies, gun shows, uh, shooting matches, or industry events. And they pretty much went in that order. 2A rallies is winning with 40%. Gun shows coming in second with 33%. Shooting matches, 
somehow coming in third. 20% and industry events, 7%. So now we'll jump over. What was I going to jump over to? Oh, the comments. So we'll just start at the bottom and go backwards. Thanks, DJ, for dropping links. Much appreciated. He does that on many people's chats. Thanks for the uh, additional uh, experience for people that might be watching. I know that often people will say, hey, thanks, DJ, for dropping that link. Because as people are having a conversation, it's just uh, more than convenient to be able to click on a link and go you know, see whatever it is they're talking about. Uh, let's see. He's talking about 4-H, I guess. H is derived by corporate extension, a community of more than 100 public universities. Oh, this is the description of 4-H. Uh, husbandry, hurricanes, ham, and hunting, I think, because that's how shotguns get in there. I'm pretty sure I know a lot more about 4-H than a lot of people give me credit. For more than 100 years, 4-H has welcomed young people of all beliefs and backgrounds, giving kids a voice to express who they are and how they make, how they make their lives and communities better. That's weird. How they can? Or like just by their presence, they make their communities better? That seems like a lot of credit for locators just standing there. But whatever. Um, let's see. Maybe two or three football fields big? Oh, okay. That's a lot bigger than I thought then. I was thinking more like basketball courts big. So that's bigger than I thought. Uh, if you're on one end of it, you're not really seeing the boots on the other end. Then It's just all... It's bigger than that. It's like being in a giant gun show. You're not seeing what's going on on the other end. Is there some place you can get up high in that place and look all around? Some of the times, like, uh, booths will have, like, a second floor or maybe, like, some kind of uh, something in the facility, like, uh, oh, I don't know. There's this one gun show in Vegas where, I don't know what it is. I think it was ice skating rink, but for some reason, there's sort of, like, a track that runs around the whole top level, so... You can just go up to the top level like, and just look down at the rest of the show or the rest of whatever's being done in there. It's kind of weird. Anyway, just curious. Uh, let's see. Then train and learn. Thanks for that. I guess I'm not missing any questions. So thanks, everybody, for showing up. I'm getting the yawns. I just realized before, right before the show, I went to lay down and stretch my back out. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got up at like 4 a.m. because I went walking with a friend of mine. I had to go before work. And then I went to the Walmart, walked around, and then like an idiot. And then I went to work and I started doing stuff. So I've just been sitting here running around all day till I laid down 15 minutes before the show, stretched my back out. I was like, oh, that's probably a bad idea. So I bet you I'm going to pass out not too long after this show's over. Uh, let's see. Gunstop is saying, like all farm kids, I was a 4-H member. So that's what I always thought of 4-H as being a, a farm thing. Oh, and then FFA, Future Farmers of America, also. I didn't know anybody in, I knew people in 4-H, uh, but I didn't know anybody in FFA until I got older and moved out, well, went out west and then uh, started meeting people. But mainly just talking about what they did and stuff. But from what I understand, everything is like everything. And while there might be rules and there might be things to do, that doesn't mean that everybody is there for that reason. And you end up getting, a, again, a, an assortment of people doing different things and life experience. That's what it's all about. But I think the 4-H is more practical, right? 
Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. They're probably both very practical. I think that's more of probably, I don't know, probably just whichever one is uh, prevalent. Because Awanas is something totally separate, right? And then Scouts, of course. But then, um, what's the one from YMCA? Something at YMCA, too. And that was more of like all around the country. Anyway, now we're reminiscing about uh, organizations. It would be interesting to see somebody do some kind of a presentation or some kind of a project on uh, the different uh, shooting elements of those organizations. Because I only know what I know about scouts. And I only know, I mean, because I knew about scouts when I did my research on books, I included the scout merit badge books. But that's only because I know scouts have merit badge books. Like, I don't know if 4-H even has merit badges or something equivalent, or if they have books for them, or, I mean, they must have the internet. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how, if there's rank to earn or anything like that. So, anyway, that would be an interesting, maybe a conversation for Gizzard's is, is show on Sunday. So, here's the thing. This is Thursday. At least we're recording this on Thursday, so the people that are live probably know what day it is. But if you're listening in the future, you don't know this happened on a Thursday. But uh, tomorrow will be Friday, and that would be the day that this dude, Gizzard, does a long-format show on uh, guns, Second Amendment often, bringing people together. I don't even know how many episodes, hundreds of episodes probably by the time you put them all together. And then on Sunday morning, he'll do even a longer-format, four-hour show, sometimes four-plus, a couple of minutes or so. And that's, again, bringing people together on a Sunday to chat about guns, Whatever's up, sometimes ice cream, sometimes broccoli, you never know. And uh, often Second Amendment issues. So thanks, Gizzard, for that. Let's see. I don't think we had scouts here. Everybody was a 4-H member. As a kid, we did a lot of stuff similar to what scouts did, but showed animals too. Well, the thing is, in scouts, there's merit badges. So if you were in a farm area, let's say, everybody would get merit badges about farm stuff. And if you were in like an area where your parents were all working in the aerospace industry, you'd probably get like a bunch of science merit badges and like airplane merit badges. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, my first shooting class was in scouts. Right on. I'm trying to remember. Probably had to be scouts for me too. I know my first instructor stuff was when I got to be, uh, as a scout, I was an instructor for Cub Scouts on shooting BB guns at their camp. So in real scouts, we would go away for camp for like a week or however long we felt like it, or we could afford it, I guess. And then as a little kid, you would go to a camp like during the day and your parents would pick you up at the end of the day. So when it was mini like that, they would let scouts teach the Cub Scout stuff. So I would teach the, I started being a firearms instructor as a little kid, teaching even littler kids how to use BB guns to not shoot at dumb stuff and guess what as soon as somebody wasn't looking we taught him how to do the dumb stuff because that's what kids do and then you learn consequences and then you learn not to do that with important things that's how the world works i think uh let's see with foul territory and early bird chat combined 343 episodes there's not very many shows that can do that uh that can put that kind of number to it so gizzard what did you pick for 2A rallies, gun shows, shoot-in matches, or industry events as we end the poll over here. Let's find out what Gizzard picked, if he wants to tell us. Um, and 
I think we'll wrap this one up. We did it just about in an hour. And uh, let's see. We will be going. I think we got, we're back on track with Ask Gun Questions on Saturday. Stay tuned for a weekly wrap-up of Instagram on Sunday, which is also an excuse to kind of talk about some of the channels and projects that are happening outside the gun community a little bit. Uh, let's see. Gizzard picked industry events. He's gone to a bunch of them and probably a bunch of gun shows. I don't know how many 2A rallies he's been to. Probably at least a couple. And then shooting matches. I have no idea how many shooting matches Gizzard has been to. So, uh, right on. I was the one. Oh, the one they picked. Is that how it came out to? I don't know if I would have picked industry events. I probably would have picked gun shows because I'm partial to gun shows. I mean, I would consider most industry events gun shows, just weird gun shows. But, I mean, I know why people peel them away and make them industry events. Uh, 2A rallies. I don't know. I like rallies. I definitely like going to rallies. But I unfortunately pay too much attention to the rallies, so I'm super critical of the rallies. And I would like to mansplain the rallies in a different way. So what I really like the best is when you take a shooting range... And you bring a bunch of manufacturers and vendors to the shooting range and you have a shooting match while the vendors let people experience their stuff, pulling triggers and checking stuff out and seeing what it's like in real operation, letting media be involved and get their content, you know, create videos and whatever, make podcasts and take pictures. And then at the same time, have a theme with Second Amendment awareness. And what you end up doing then is bringing all of these things together. And let's see, did we have enough of those things? You know what? I didn't have any of them in here. This is actually a pretty weak list when you look at it that way. So I'm just going to go back over to the website and look at a little bit more involved list because you thought this was over. But there's some things like the um, Red October and the Clash Bash Batch which are outdoor events that do what I was just mentioning. There's the Rod of Iron Festival that just happened. Is it Rod of Iron or Rod of Freedom? Rod of Iron Freedom Festival, I think, that just happened. And that's, I think it's more like a concert from what they were saying. I thought it was more like an event. But then you get TriggerCon. Let's not forget TriggerCon. That was exactly what I was just describing. Bring in industry, media, together at a range with regular people so that everybody can experience the fun of basically media day at the range. And uh, there's more than that. There was some bullpup matches that happened for a while. There was some stuff that was happening uh, from different groups, different media groups that were bringing people together. There's Eric's birthday, the Iraq veterans, 888088 thing um, that are kind of, I guess, kind of invite only, but at this point, Eric invites whoever really wants to go. So, I mean, from what I understand, and, uh, you know, so there's, there's that, that evolution of bringing all four of these things together more and more. So hopefully we'll just see a continuation of that. And then in the future, we'll just have to ask something more like which of the events that brings all these four things together is the coolest of the events that bring all four of those things together. Uh, let's see. Gizzard says he's been to some rallies. So the one thing he's never been to is a shooting match. Interesting. Um, hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know how that would happen either because typically they they block out shooting matches for things like Shot Show or Wanamaker. But uh, I'll bet you at some point you'll eventually get to something where a match is involved and then you get a, at least a flavor of what it's like. But I think it's, I don't know, that'd be an interesting chat for maybe somebody, I don't know, if you'd want to bring that up as a topic on one of yours because I don't know how many people that listen to the Gizzard show, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know how many, I bet you a lot of people have been to a match. I don't know how many people go to matches on a regular basis. That Hunter's HD Gold guy, that might be an interesting guy to have a conversation with about who should go to a match and what you get out of a match. I think observing a match is almost a requirement. Like going out and seeing what it's like. Oh, man, I guess we're getting off topic. But I'm barely at an hour. But if you... uh if you just went and was a fly on the wall, if you were literally just a spectator watching even something like a GSSF match, which is the tiniest, babiest of matches for adults, and then you looked at something like the tactical games, which is crazy amount of effort and physical fitness requirements to be able to achieve or to finish the game, let alone score well. So you've got these different kind of events out there, and if you were just watching people perform, you'd learn a lot about how to shoot, how to not do things and and how people can how comfortable people can get how experienced and how um able people can get with guns watch it's not possible to watch operators people that use guns for a living for real you, there's no way to watch them they you they can recreate their shit they can act like they're doing stuff but there's no way to experience the reality of people kinetically bringing violence to situations that need it. Like that it happens to, it's just not possible. So you can recreate it. But what you can do is experience a match. And that's, I don't know if it's palatable, but it's definitely something that you experience differently than watching it. Because when you watch it right away, they try to make it cool. They, they edit it down. They double take everything. Everything cool that happens so fast, they slow down. And when that stuff happens in real life, in real speed, and everybody just moves on with real life after that is a thing. I mean, that's a whole other way to interpret or experience, I guess, the um, uh, firearms uh, thing. And imagine it's the same if you went to hunting or if you went to something else. So, yeah, for um, uh, getting to a shooting match, I wonder which would be, that'd be another interesting conversation, maybe amongst competition shooters. I think GSSF. But I know a lot of people hate Glocks or whatever. But GSSF matches are comfortable, easy. You don't have to move at all. You just stand there or sit there. And then you don't have to draw from a holster because they want it to be comfortable for everybody. And they want you to be able to shoot it at any range. And some ranges won't let you. And it's not a tactical match. It's literally just a shooting match. It's a shooting match where you have to shoot a Glock. That's the only thing that's annoying for people that have to be hate Glock haters. You know, they... They get off on the Glock hate. So they would hate it because you'd have to bring a Glock or borrow a Glock to shoot it. Uh, but with that only prerequisite, it's usually the, well, it's definitely the most, uh, whatever, it's the, it's the match you're going to see everywhere. They Almost every range has one at least, if not a couple each year. And anybody can participate. All you need is like 50 rounds of ammo or something crazy. And you don't have to move. You just have to move your arms around to shoot at stuff. So it's very easy to or move your gun around. You don't have to move your arms. I guess you can use your arm legs if you can hold the gun with your legs. 
and then uh, uh, compete with people in a very similar match, also with the skill set type of thing, if I remember right. So you don't have to worry about shooting against somebody who's an expert. You're shooting against people that are your level. And then you just have a lot of fun. You get to experience the match. You go through usually three stages instead of like some matches are really big, you know, dozens of stages or something like that, dozens, but a dozen stages or something where you're walking all around a giant outdoor range shooting all day long. At a Glock match, it could be indoors, it could be outdoors, but you can be in and out in 20 minutes, half an hour. If there's nobody there and there's not a busy thing and there's not a line or anything, it's very simple and easy to shoot a Glock match. So you get the experience of shooting a match. You get the camaraderie and the awareness of what it's like to be around competition shooters who are cool. Like it's competition shooters who are just doing it for the fun and for the experience of new people. They're not competition shooters who are going to like mess with you or psych you out or do weird things so that you'd shoot bad because they're worried about it. Nobody's worried about it. The Glocks that they give away free, they give away a bunch of them free are random they just give them away random so you can show up and barely shoot good and win a free glock now if you win you're going to get a free glock too which is nice and then they give you all kinds of other swag so it's just the funnest match to go to no matter what your level is your proficiency uh you know you're going to dig it oh snap so uh crump what is this this is the i think you can get these like deals whenever you've been a member for a while right so appreciate the membership and you said you just gave me an idea. So you were talking about a minute ago. Where'd it go? Um, was it that long ago? No way. You just said that, I thought. Oh, here it is. Oh, I'm highlighting the wrong one. That's why. So you said, uh, remember the event that was canceled due to COVID? So you're talking about... The gun-a-thon, right? I think that was what it was. Uh, 2020 gun-a-thon. Wait, is that what it was called? I'm trying to remember. Two A rallies. Gun-con. Gun-a-thon. Okay, I remember if it was gun-con or thon, but anyway, yeah. No, I remember, and that was going to be. Something similar, right? Bringing a bunch of people together. Was it in a big field or was it at a range? I remember you explaining it like moments before everything got weird and then everything started getting canceled all over the place. So the last thing anybody was worried about was the events that were actually getting canceled. That was actually a very frustrating time. I had just gone through and like started putting this stuff together for the first time that year. And I was like, wow, look at how many rallies are happening. Like, is it even possible to get to all these rallies? Like, wow, this is going to be great. And then a bunch of them didn't even happen because of all that. But uh, why isn't, oh, you know why? No, I don't know why it's not showing up. I guess this just doesn't show up. You can see it over here. It's green. It's just not showing up over here. I only get the one thing from Crump where he says, yeah. Uh, range with an event center. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. So that's a whole different thing. So I think, or maybe I'm thinking of something else, but that would be cool, having uh, a building adjacent so it can be both indoor and outdoor, in other words. That's very cool. And I think it was going to be in Virginia, if I remember right. I don't remember. Maybe I was thinking it was away from uh, like a 
downtown destination, right? It was out in the middle of nowhere type of thing. Maybe that's what I was thinking of being out in the field. I was just thinking it was not uh, uh, metropolitan. I don't want to try to say that. Not a uh, city range, though. It seems like I've been blabbing for a while, and this thing says we're still sitting at just about an hour and eight minutes. So with that, we will be able to wrap this thing up. Uh, I think I mentioned the stuff that's coming up. So it's a very good show as far as time management. So I'm going to act like I did that intentionally. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, here, I'm going to throw something else out there. We just had a harvest moon, which means you could go outside and basically be outside and have a light on because the moon was so bright. I don't know what the weather's like by you, so I don't want to rub it in. It's nice weather here right now. But I was out there looking at the moon, waiting for my dog to pee or whatever. And it made me think, well, I should probably end this show the way I sometimes do. Not often, but I occasionally end it this way. I'm going to encourage you, since it's only Thursday, even though it's not Friday, to go find whatever critter is laying around there. Because mine's laying around right over here. And then grab it or grab onto it, depending how big it is. And then give it a giant hug. Right? Squish it. Wiggle it. I don't know what you got to do. Give it a kiss. Whatever works for that animal or that critter. And then if you got people around, you can do the same thing for them. If assuming it's you know appropriate. But uh, yeah, we don't get nothing given to us. Everything is could be appreciated and everything can be appreciated just a little bit more all right so dj saying the night the moon was huge coming home last night was it last night that it was full or the night before i don't really remember but yeah it's been just massive every time i go outside it's just super neat because it's been rainy so it's like clear and the clearness is sort of uh change from the cloudiness and then to have it be clear and a giant spotlight in the sky it's just kind of neat so with that again i'm going to encourage you to grab a puppy you can squeeze it you can wiggle it you can rub it however your puppy enjoys it and don't take the puppy for granted or if it's a kitten don't take the kitten for granted if you don't have one of them i don't know grab whatever it is that you like to grab and squish and do that and we'll be back Episode, photo finish. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do, 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 do.